Welcome back to the Home with Havila podcast. Happy August. We hope your month is off to a great start. In today's episode, Havila is talking all about setting up healthy boundaries and using clear language. She's going to share how important it is to write down your boundaries, write down what you will allow and what you will not allow to keep it clear and healthy. Before we dive into that, I have to share again about Havila's author school. We are blown away. We have a thousand over a thousand applications that we've received. So if you have been wanting to write a book or if you need to finish a book or if you just have a message on your heart that you know needs to get out, we encourage you to come join us at Havilah's Author School. Enrollment is open. We're taking applications. The first class is August 30th. So to learn more and to apply, you can go to havilahsauthorschool.com. Let's dive into today's episode. This week's class is all about setting healthy boundaries. Now, I've been honest with you, I had boundary issues. (laughs) I mean, like I was the girl that could not get her boundaries together. And when I started to learn about healthy boundaries, it was like it set my life on fire in a good way. It made everything possible that I couldn't do before. In fact, one of the biggest questions I get as a mom, and you know, you guys know me, one of the biggest questions I get is, how do you do all that you do? And the number one answer is, I don't. I don't do everything. But what I do is I have very clear boundaries. I have clear objectives on why I do what I do, and it allows me space to be me in the middle of a really crazy life. So today we're going to talk more about setting up healthy boundaries. Now, if you, I I think boundaries is like the buzzword. Like everyone's like, I have good boundaries and don't talk to me. I've got the good boundaries. But I find people that think they have good boundaries are not necessarily those that have great boundaries. They're just kind of mean. (laughs) They're the people that are really good at saying no, but they're not necessarily good at knowing why. And so I want to kind of just, I want to unpack this idea. So um, in our book, um, How to Have a Good Day by Carolyn Webb, she kind of begins this whole process by talking about um, this woman who worked um, at a firm and she was um, a very busy mom. She had four kids. And we kind of learned through this process how she begins to have healthy boundaries. And as I'm reading this part of her story, I feel like they're reading my, my story. I'll never forget the time when I had three and a half kids and I went into my counselor and I was explaining to her that I was having a hard time leaving meetings. And she looked at me and I thought I was going to get empathy. I thought she was going to say, well, you know, that's so mean and you need to tell them that they're taking advantage of you. And I felt like they might, she might give me the way out. And what she said to me is, well, don't expect anyone to feel bad for taking time away from your family. And I said, I I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by that? And she said, it's no one's responsibility to know what they're taking from you. In fact, for you to sit there and think that they should feel bad about the time they're taking from your family is not appropriate. You are the only one that's going to know what they're taking from you. She said, so you have to be un." unashamed in your ability to say yes and no and to fight for the things that they're never going to know about. And it was that moment I realized that I was putting a lot of blame for exhaustion, being overwhelmed, feeling conflicted about things I had said yes to. I was expecting those around me to say, wait a minute, she has four kids. Wait a minute, she has been at everything. Wait a minute, she's exhausted. 
I was expecting them to set the limits for me so that I could still feel holy or I could still feel, well, worthy or productive or um, irreplaceable. And at the end of the day, it wasn't their responsibility. I had to show up as an adult and own my space. I think this is why, and you know, hear me out when I say this, but I think this is why men do really well in these environments because men often don't take care of everybody else's feelings. They're a little bit more direct and they compartmentalize that moment into that moment and what they can and can't do, they're very clear on. And so all of us girls, we need to get better at this. And the better we are at this, the more space we have to live really healthy lives. So one thing I I think is very important is when we feel out of control or we feel exhausted or we think people are using us, the truth is it um, it makes us feel powerful because we're blaming someone else. We're basically giving our power away. And so what I'd like to say is no one is responsible for you feeling exhausted, for you feeling overworked, for you feeling um, used. That was your choice. You've allowed them to do that. And so now we want you to get your power back and to find some boundaries. I kind of hear this question, well, what about if I'm living with the person that's taking my, my, you know, taking advantage of me? Or what happens if it's my spouse? Well, we'll get to the end and we'll talk more about that. So this is really good. What, what they really outline in this book is it's important to write down your boundaries. Now, I, I could probably do this even more in my own life, but what they talk about is writing down your, your internal rules of what you will allow and what you will not allow. So in the storyline, well, what she does is she basically says, I am not going to accept a meeting before 10 a.m. or I'm not going to stay after, after six o'clock or at between noon and one, I'm always going to sit at my desk and have lunch. And so she begins to set structure around different things and she has these eternal rules, these this narrative that she lives by that helps her stay healthy. Now, I have adjusted this in our own life and we're very clear. Now, me personally, I'll break it down for you. Um, I do not stay out past 10 o'clock unless it's an exception. I go to bed. Another thing is I don't eat fast food. That's probably been the last 10 years. I just don't eat fast food. Do I want it? Absolutely. But I know that it doesn't help me live the way I want to live. Um, Another thing is I don't accept events multiple nights during the week. I usually will accept one, maybe two if if it's like a just because, but often I'll say I don't accept events during the evenings because I like a regular school week. Another thing that we've implemented in our own home for our family to create boundaries and safety and rest is we don't watch media during the week. Some of you go, well, what does that mean? I mean, like we don't watch media during the week. We don't have TV, the TV on. We don't have iPad time. All of that is for the weekend. And so we don't, instead of navigating and negotiating an hour here, hour there, or why are you on, your, on the iPad or why are you watching the TV? We just have a no media policy during the week. And it allows us to just do other things like play with our brothers or, you know, build Lego structures or whatever it is. Now, you know, case in point, it may not always be that way, but for now with our littles, that's how we structure it and it keeps us really healthy. Another thing we do, we don't do play dates during the week. 
Um, that's another thing that's kept us really well grounded. So it's great. We'll have a play date on a Friday night or all day Saturday or all day Sunday. We can connect. But during the week, our weekdays are about school, homework, getting a good night's sleep and having a schedule. Another thing is we eat dinner together. That's just between the time of five and six, we are sitting down eating dinner and that's most nights. Um, another thing that we do is we don't have our kids do an activity any more than one activity a piece during each season. That way we're not running here and there. We keep it really simple. Um, and that's just a core value that we have. I, I didn't want to run here and there and do a bunch of stuff. That wasn't, I, I didn't want to do that. That's, we, we just do better as a family of six when everyone has one thing that they're focused on. It keeps us all sane. Um, so those are kind of just basics. Now at my work, obviously I've had work hours and when the boss expects something, well, you're under, you know, you're within their power and often if it's within your work hours, then that's their, their responsibility um, is your, it's your responsibility, right? Um, so for me, there's certain boundaries I have for me um, speaking. So one of those is um, one of my goals and one of my boundaries is I don't come home exhausted, which means I don't go out there early. I don't leave late. I don't attend to everything. I don't go do a bunch of meals with everybody and show, show up at home exhausted. I found that that didn't work for me. So one of my, one of my core values and one of my boundaries is I don't go home exhausted. So I keep it very, I take the first flight out and I take the first, excuse me, the last flight out and the first flight home. Those are my two rules. So as soon as I can get there, right before I have to be there, and then as soon as I can get out of there, I get out of there to get home. Those keep me really safe. Um, another thing is I don't do coffee dates. I know it sounds mean, but the truth is I found there were many seasons in my life I would go have coffee with somebody. And that meant I had to go get babysitting for my kids and I had to pay for that. And then I had to go get coffee and I was paying for the coffee. And then I would sit there for an hour or two and realize that me as a mom of four kids has a very busy life. I began to resent that person for all that it took for me to be there. And what I realized was coffee dates weren't working for me. They worked for me as a single woman. They work for me when my kids are in school, but they don't work for me when I have to pay to be there. And so I just don't do coffee dates. So when somebody asks me, will you get together and have coffee? I go, I don't do coffee dates, but gosh, I'd love to connect with you on a walk or gosh, I'd love, you know, in the next season of my life, reach out to me, send me a text or an email and let's connect. And so I just have really clear boundaries. So I love that idea. One thing that's very important is that we use, um, we use really clear language. Remember we talked about this last week, but when we're clear, it allows other people's brains to settle down and be more calm when we're clear. So things like I have a hard, I have to leave at six o'clock. I have a hard exit. Like that's my time. Or, you know, I, I only have an hour. Often when I pick up the phone to talk to someone that I know is might be long winded, I'll say, listen, I only have 30 minutes and I want you to know that in about 30 minutes, I'm going to have to hang up. And I give them the boundaries of how much time I'm willing to give them. If I go and have a meeting with someone, I'll say, listen, I only have 45 minutes, so I just don't want you to be thrown off when I got to leave. And that allows them to know what I, what they can expect from me. And uh, it's right out there. So here's what I want to communicate today is um, I want you to understand the why behind the no. 
if you don't know why you're doing it and you just think it's what healthy people do or it's what I should do, you won't stick with it. But for me, when I understood that my why behind the no was I can't be exhausted when I get home because that doesn't make me a good mom. Or my the why behind my no is I can't spend the money doing that because I want to spend the money doing this with my kids. And so you start to get your why and it makes the no a whole lot easier. Number two, determine to follow through no matter what. Remember, if you change your no to a yes, they've reached the little boy or little girl inside of you. Now, can adults change their mind? Absolutely. If you're talking with somebody and they say something and you think, gosh, actually, that's really good information. I can change my mind. Great. But if you change your mind because you feel like a child or, you, or, or you're concerned about how they are experiencing you, guess what? You're showing up like a child. So, so don't change your mind no matter what. Number three, Decide how you're going to communicate with them. One thing I've found is I do better oftentimes communicating my boundaries through an email or text message or a voice message versus calling the person. Now, I understand some people might think that's rude, but I, that's not up to them. It's up to me and what I can actually pull pull off. And so for me, sending a quick message that's, that gets to the point and says I can or I can't is very important. Um, also, it's important to use clear language. So when I'm writing a, a message to somebody or maybe they, they don't have a lot of boundaries, I will use phrases like I am crystal clear or I have decided and I keep it as short as possible. I have decided... I am crystal clear that I don't have that kind of time for you. Um, I love you. I want nothing but the best for you. Let me know, you know, let, let me know if there's anything else I can do. And be very clear. I keep it two or three sentences. I'm, I'm, I'm crystal clear that we are going to spend Saturday over at this place. We'd love to connect with you on Sunday. So be very clear. Keep it short. Keep it, keep it like clear, brief and amazing, but that's it. Um, for fifth, um, Sorry, six is be as kind as possible. So something about boundaries, we assume we have to communicate them negatively or strongly. But you can be kind with a smile on your face and say, I'd love to, but I can't at this point and stick with it, don't change. And then number seven, communicate without using words. What I mean by that is sometimes people that don't respect your boundaries will try to engage you. And they assume that if they engage you long enough, you'll break your boundary. So one way you can communicate without words is not texting back, not picking up the phone, not showing up. You go, but that's mean. No, I've done nothing wrong. I've communicated what I can and cannot do, what I will and will not allow. And um, how you choose response is everything about you and how I choose response is everything about me. And it's just anxiety getting in the way of me showing up as an adult. So be very clear. And I understand this takes practice, specifically all of us people pleasers, right? And so be very clear on what and what you will and what you will not allow. Uh, another thing you I, I think is very important is oftentimes irresponsible people will try to engage you. And so it's important to realize that you're going to say it as, as clear as you can, as simple as you can. And then every time they re-engage you, you're going to say the exact same thing over and over until they finally realize that you are not going to engage them, that this is your answer. You do not have to respond to every text message. You do not have to respond to every email. You do not have to respond to every DM. There is no rules about that. You have to respond to the things that are most important to you. All of you mamas of littles, can I just give you some advice? Your littles need you. 
It doesn't matter what everybody else needs from you. They need you. You have permission to put them first. That is not only a good idea, it is a God idea. It is godly for us to put our family first. And so take your take all the time you need. It is such a small window for your infants and little guys that need you. Take your time, stay rested, stay healthy. You, you will get to dream chase a whole lot more later. You'll get to do everything you wanna do a whole lot later. But don't feel guilty for maintaining a healthy and vibrant life with your littles. You will never regret it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you loved it. If you did, please share it with a friend. Leave us a five-star written review. It helps people find the show and we would love to spread the word about the Home of Havila podcast. If you're interested in seeing Havila speak, she has some events coming up next month we would love to share with you. You can find all the events she's speaking at at havilacunnington.com. But here they are in case you live in one of these areas or live close by. On the weekend of September 8th, she will be at Airborne Church in Martinsburg, West Virginia. On September 16th, she will be at Redemption Church in Ojai, California. And the 22nd through 23rd of September, she will be at City Center Church in Lenexa, Kansas. So make sure you go see her speak live if you're near there. And if you're not, we will be back with another episode next week and we can't wait to talk to you then.